it. Here we go. Episode number 172 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thanks, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there. If uh, I think I just saw it today. Circle of Heat has one of their last Wednesday shows tonight at the uh, Caboose here in Minneapolis. So if you're listening locally and you're not coming to see my guest here tonight for some reason... Uh, maybe you already went last night, you got tickets for Thursday or Friday or Saturday, then go see Circle of Heat over at the Caboose. But let's get to my guest here. It's his first time on this podcast, and I don't have no idea of his history at Acme, so we're going to find that out. It's Troy Walker is here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you. So that's my first question, man. Any Have you been to Minneapolis before? I've never been. The only time I've ever been to Minneapolis was like in the airport. In the airport. Yeah, yeah that that's it. Just changing, just changing planes in the middle of the night in the airport. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. That's it. That, that doesn't does, count? That doesn't count at all. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure. Did you get out and buy some? Does that like, count as St. Paul? Definitely not. <laughs> as someone right. from St. Paul, not Minneapolis. Okay. It counts more from Minneapolis. But uh, did you get out and buy any a souvenir? Did you get a No. I literally, I was tape? like, <laughs> I was like running through, I already have all the Prince tapes. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was just running through the airport to make my make my connection. So OJ Simpson style hopping the yeah. turnstiles. Yeah, just well, let's not that. Maybe you're not old enough. <laughs> do, you, do you know those? Remember those old commercials? No. OJ Simpson did like a Hertz rental car commercial where he was like running late for his flight and he was hurtling everybody he's just hurt hurt really yeah, yeah. Before post 9-11 they just catch him beat the shit out of him he makes it you know what you're, <laughs> he you makes know, it barely through yeah the last 15 <laughs> years there probably has not been one commercial where somebody's running through an airport yeah, yeah you can't no, no not no, at no. all <laughs> no, no not even you could not do that at all, uh-uh. they just <laughs> unless it was like a uh, TSA recruitment or yeah. something. Yeah, or like he's like running, and then it's just another just forty minutes of security. You probably, yeah, you don't. <laughs> if you if you remember com- the commercial, he pulls a knife out at the end and then gets. I've never seen that commercial. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> just like, the first half of it was, was, was real. Like, no, I feel no like I feel like this commercial was a little prescient. <laughs> 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 now, I knew I was going to be talking to a smart guy here when I, first of all, I read, uh, like, the City Pages here locally interviewed you. Yeah, that was great. That was yeah, awesome. Yep, and uh, so I know you've got a, a history at law school. Yeah. But I also read an interview with you um, that someone did. It was online. I read it this morning, and you used the word. I had to write it down, so I remembered. <laughs> aggregate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like me. Yeah. You use the word like aggregate. Real pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that. That just sounds like a smart guy. I'll take that. Okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back here. Did uh, you, what was the context of you saying aggregate? Yeah. Was it something about you? You literally just wrote the word down. Yeah. You didn't even write the context. No. Down? What? Yeah. <laughs> if I had Wi-Fi down here, I could look it up, but that, that that could take too long. We'd have to pause here. I don't. It was something about. You mean you don't memorize every interview you do? I don't. It's probably I, I use aggregate. All the time. All the time. I use it. I use it as much as possible. <laughs> I think it was maybe. Yeah. Let's see. I don't remember. I could make something. It was oh, something sure. about putting together your uh, comedy. Let's go with that. Okay. But it probably wasn't. Uh, but it would fit in that context. Yeah. I mean, I just use it all the time. <laughs> I use it in the aggregate. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Still got it. You still got it. So <laughs> let's see. Where should we? Where should we really start here? Um, since you've never been here, we do need to do a history of how the how you ended up here at, at Acme today. 
headlining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been doing stand-up uh, almost nine years. Almost nine years. Almost nine. First and, place uh, was? Denver, Colorado, man. Hometown. Is that where you were born? Yeah. Born, raised, college, law school. Never oh, okay. Never anywhere else no. until I moved to L.A. at the beginning of the year. So at the beginning of this year? Yeah. So I've been, I'm like hometown as can be yeah for sure 100 percent. okay um and yeah i just started in the worst dive bars in town uh at one place in particular was is like legendary in denver for being probably the meanest mic in america we would have like headliners that would come into town to work the clubs and we'd take them over there and it just they would just be like this is the best worst show wow okay <laughs> Um, it was at this bar called the Squire Lounge that was just, just, they didn't have a door guy. It was on a horrible street. Cheap drinks? Yeah, like $1.50 PBRs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so it was just like hipsters and hobos and like drug, like folks and like police might come in and drag somebody out of there while you're on stage. Nice. It was awesome. It nice. was great. Nice. <laughs> so you never knew what was going to happen and they would give you like 15 seconds to, uh, get a laugh or they just start talking it would be packed yeah even though it was an open mic there'd be you know 150 people there every single tuesday yeah and uh yeah it was just me and my friend greg would hosted it who would just he would rip you if you didn't do well you know it was just it, it ended up being more like a showcase just because like people didn't want to do it yeah, so yeah. like how how did uh what you know something what is inside what was inside of you that got you to do it even try well, I wanted to do it when I was a kid. I wanted to do it when I was in like high school, and I just because I don't know, it seemed like fun. I used to like to watch, you know, lots of stand up and stuff like that. And, and I don't know, I thought I was I could be funny. And it's interesting. There's a, there really is not every comic was a comedy fan. I've noticed. Yeah, that, that amazes me. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know some, but I feel like once people start, they become that. Yeah, like I don't like. I think definitely there are like people who weren't. Who maybe started on a whim or like a dare or whatever, who weren't like big stand up fans. Yeah. But I feel like it's such a craft that like once you start to love it, you can't but love like watching it. Yeah. Like you just have to you it, there's just just so much of like seeing like how that guy does mm -hmm. this and how that guy does that and like did you hear that thing? And like the more you the more you do it, the more you just love that, I feel like. Do you think that you modeled your your style after anybody i don't think so I, I like i feel like part of part of the thing about starting off in in bars like that is they would push you to you you, you had to figure out your way to get them immediately because just like sort of tricks wouldn't work on that kind of crowd okay those kind of crowds so like I feel like that's probably true of almost anybody, any open mic scene or whatever. And I feel like those kind of hammer out like all of the like um, all of the sort of things where you would just like go like, oh, that guy does this like this. So I'll do that like that. Yeah. Like it, it pushes you to have to figure out your own way to do it so that and, you know, you just every like that place. People would typically be dirty. You would go in and you would go. Oh, okay. Well, I have to. I have to be dirty. But if that, if you don't wear that particularly well, or you don't really get why, like being dirty for the sake of being dirty doesn't work, okay. right? Like you have to like learn how to do it your way, and to get them to actually laugh, or 
not even you know if you're just not somebody that wears being filthy well uh-huh. figuring out that you don't actually have to do that you just have to figure out how to write good jokes in your voice for and they just hammer that out so i don't i think everybody has influences but i don't know that i don't know that i necessarily modeled after anybody yeah. you know i have favorites i have people that like and you can learn from people and go like oh, okay that's a that's an interesting way he approached like structuring that and I have a thing that I've been trying to figure out how to stru- like structure and maybe I can like build it sort of like that that kind of like you could those sort of technical things mm-hmm. I think you like um imitate but I don't know that you you know I think everybody probably starts off sort of much more imitation but yeah over time just stage time and crowds will like hammer that out of you <laughs> and you end up doing it your own way it sounds like you had no trouble uh, being dirty, though. No, I mean, no, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, that was like that was the thing because I'm I don't wear. Like I was actually talking, <laughs> was actually talking to some of the comics last night about this. Like, I can be just because of like my personality and I guess how I am on stage. Like, I can be filthy, and like people will be like, "You're adorable" after the show. So like. <laughs> So I just didn't wear I don't like I don't wear really really harsh dirty well You're the black Pete Lee. Do you know Pete Lee? I know I know of Pete Lee. Yeah. Um I feel like I'm dirtier than that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you probably are. But he gets that reaction like oh, you're just so adorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um so I think like uh I didn't mean to shortchange you. No, 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 no. I'm and I'm not definitely not bashing Pete Lee. He's great. I but I do think I think he's he's a pretty clean comic for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would get away that. with a few things, and then they're just like, "You're so adorable." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely similar uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would, I did the same thing everybody did. You would, I would go in, and then I would just bomb, and then you'd go, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe I have to be dirty to do well." Oh, okay. And then you just struggle like you start pushing it so you just write these really filthy things that aren't necessarily funny they're just (laughs) disgusting and then people are like ew and that's not working so then you're like what what do i have to and so eventually you just it's like a rubik's cube you know you just keep playing with it and it starts to line up eventually no i want to go back i want to talk more about uh, the early days of troy but i saw that you did that uh competitive erotic fan fiction (laughs) yeah how was that for you oh dude i love that's that's one of my favorite shows yeah period okay that show is so much fun i don't know if you've ever been to one or seen one i've uh, i've uh i've listened to some of those stories podcast Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so absurd for people that don't know, basically it is uh, a show, it's fan fiction, like, you know, like any kind of fan fiction where you, you if you're a fan of ER or whatever, mm-hmm. you would take that, and then you would basically make the characters have sex in the most absurd way you can. Um, <laughs> when Sean Patton, uh, one of the times he was on this podcast, he read uh, the story he did uh, for the show. Oh, yeah? And it was uh, Breaking Bad. Was it? He oh, did that's a good one. Breaking Bad, yeah, yeah. I did, good. yeah. I did the. Uh, my favorite one that I did was Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Oh wow! And I, it's, <laughs> it's it's really really. I love it, but it's filthy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you have to be familiar with that material. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I kept the same rhythm and everything. Patton read his on here? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yep, he I had have mine on phone. my phone. Do but you? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Okay. It's really, it's really dirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. But uh, it's up to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we can get to that. Maybe but, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> it'll be a tease here. So yeah. people, it might be at the end. Stick around. Um, yeah, it's, it's harsh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love that show, and I love the. It's such a fun writing exercise that show. Yeah, because it really is just you take whatever and the whole the whole hook of it what makes it a really good one is finding something that doesn't lend itself to being turned into erotic fan fiction you have to find something that has almost like a not like an innocence necessarily but it's got to be because if you just pick like seinfeld and you have jerry elaine and elaine have that's not really funny right but if you have like Kramer and Newman that's much funnier mm-hmm. or like Kenny Banya or something like that like that's pretty funny you have to find like soup isn't a meal Jerry yeah or if yeah if you had yeah like Kenny Banya and Elaine that could be funny uh-huh. <laughs> but it usually is but it still lends itself a little too much to actually it, it, so it's you you have to amp the absurdity a little bit if anyone that's asked like, me to do one I just thought of it Little House on the Prairie Little House on the Prairie is a good one. I feel like somebody's probably done that. Probably. Um, but like, I think the one of the most fun things about it is is trying to find that thing. First of all, that no one's done, and second of all, because um, Brian Cook, the guy who uh, who created the show and who takes it all over the country and stuff and runs it in L.A., um, has been doing it for a while. So people have done so many things, yeah. and a lot of things have been repeated. He actually has a list of shows where he's like. You can't do this, oh, okay? <laughs> um, because it's been done too yeah. many times. Um, so, but one of the fun, the most fun things about that show to me is just trying to come up with the thing that people haven't done, and that doesn't lend itself to being made like sexually filthy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, that makes sense. So, yeah, I did like the Raven. I did Ken Burns' The Civil War. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I uh I did wow, and that's uh, just like narration. Yeah, but I well the <laughs> the it was it was yeah, it was Ken Burns the Civil War and then it was Lee surrenders to Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I just tried to keep that same thing. Uh-huh. Um and I did comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, okay. Um and then I've seen like insane ones like one of the ones that's sort of legendary i didn't see this one but i heard about it i forget who did it but they did uh charlie brown and then they had they did it at the nerdist theater in uh los angeles yeah. and they had la bamba from conan uh-huh like playing the teachers like wah 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 wah, <laughs> wah. and like it's it's all about like that show's all about like that like it's about make because you know anybody can kind of make something filthy but mm-hmm. like it's all about and punchlines and everything else but it's Just all hang about out with like a fourth finding grader. Out. they can make anything filthy yeah drop penis on it yeah it's all about finding like a really interesting way to do it yeah um oh that's awesome and that's what i think is part of what the magic of that show mm-hmm. is just like the absurdity of it and it's yeah it's <laughs> that's cool <laughs> it's really dumb and fun it's well, great hopefully the last gig again right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
So, all right, now we got to hit up this lawyer stuff. Okay. Law school. Yeah. And that was in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you wanted to be a. Oh, I want to try comedy. Where does the law school fit in there? Well, I started doing stand up when I was an undergrad. Okay. I started doing stand up when I was 21. So, as soon as I could get into bars and stuff like that, I yeah. started doing it. And while, you know, at the same time, I was like majoring in political science which is basically worthless unless you go to law school or teach. <laughs> so even though I loved it, it was like, I got to do something. And then I'd taken all these law classes in college, and I really liked them, and I was pretty good at them. So I applied, and I took the LSAT, and I got in, and they gave, DU gave me a scholarship. So it was like, oh, okay, well, I might as well go. Nice. So I went, and then I just kept doing stand-up the whole, the whole time, like, I never took a break from it. So I would just, you know, go to class and stuff and do shows at night. And then when I got out, I took the bar and everything and got sworn in. But I didn't practice. I took, like, a job doing financial analysis. I was doing anti-money laundering compliance stuff for this financial consulting firm. And just still doing stand-up, stand-up, stand-up. And then when I I got into the Just for Laughs Festival at Montreal Mm -hmm. and... Got some representation out of that. Went out to L.A. for pilot season and never never moved back. Damn. Yeah. So you only live places where pot's legal. Is that what I found? Yeah, but the weird thing about that is it's it's so legal and pervasive in Colorado that, like, California, it doesn't, you're like, I don't even, you never even see people use it. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what it feels like because in in Denver it's, everywhere yeah it's especially if you're like in the comedy or the art scene i mean it's like everywhere people have it just in their pockets right. <laughs> it's just so all over the place that yeah in la it's it's it doesn't you know because they have medical yeah and it's you know basically legal but in the sense of i don't think the penalties are like big or anything yeah. anymore for it but in colorado like Colorado's really on another level. I had a buddy that was just out there, and he told me that uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. You get to go in, and he had a buddy that was uh, running one of the shops Mm -hmm. there, Uh, and so he's like, he showed me this, that, that, and I left, and then we didn't have any place to smoke. He said he went back to his hotel, and they had him sign a waiver, a $300 waiver saying that if we catch you smoking in here, we're keeping your 300 bucks. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. You just, but I mean, people just, like, I don't really, I don't smoke, but like, if you, I mean, people just use the balcony or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, (laughs) and also, this is a thing I've heard, I don't know how true it is, but I I guess in a way I've experienced it. Marijuana smoke doesn't stick around the same way cigarette smoke does. Mm -hmm. So like, some people just go ahead and do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they, you know. What you're saying is when you work a comedy club in Denver, when you show up the next day, it doesn't smell like the night before? Yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs> the back um, room? Yeah, it doesn't really. Um, but, all you know, generally you're not doing <laughs> like no, not, nobody's nobody's smoking in the club. Okay, of course not. Of course but not. But out back, you know, it's just, it's, honestly, it's just, it's so everywhere yeah. that, yeah, California seems kind of like... Where is it? <laughs> so did you move out there by yourself? Yeah, I went out for, you know, I saved up a bunch and I went out to just audition. The plan was to stay for seven to nine weeks. And then I did a late, late show and I booked a commercial. 
and I was in these acting classes and I was going to all these auditions and it seemed like I had all this stuff happening and I'd only been there for like a few months and it was like, well, is it a good idea to go back? Like it felt like I would be leaving all of this momentum yeah. that I had and had been like building. Um, so then, yeah, I just kind of was like, well, maybe I'll just stay for April, but le- we'll see if I can, if I find a good deal on an apartment, then we'll just so like, I, that's kind of how I've always made decisions in my life is just like, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like not like in an active, we'll see what happens way, but just kind of like letting events dictate <laughs> uh, where I go. Um, so then I found this cool apartment that was, you know, affordable enough for me and in an area I wanted to be in and it was kind of perfect for me. Yeah. And I was kind of like, well, I mean, it's all, it all kind of lined up. I'd be kind of ridiculous to, you know, ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of turned out, uh, is already more was happening than you expected? You, well, yeah. Fast? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the late, late show thing was like a crazy stroke of luck on that. Cause it was just like a last minute fill in thing. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I saw you did it when Thomas Lennon was hosting. Yeah. Which was awesome. Craig Ferguson is obviously great. Thomas Len- Lennon was like the best dude. He was so, he's such a nice guy and he's so hilarious. Yeah. That entire episode, like all of his episodes that he hosted were just like ridiculous and hilarious. <laughs> um, and yeah, they basically had like a last minute dropout um, for a stand up spot. And the um, the comedy booker had worked at as an intern at my at my agency. And so she emailed like my PA agent and was like, hey, uh, you got any people I should know about? And we got a last minute thing. He sent her a tape and she was that like, are in the area. Yeah. She was like, well, yeah, but I mean, it's L.A. Like it's not like it's hard. Right to find someone it was just kind of lucky that she was like you have any new anybody new that i and he like sent her a tape and she was like great i love it yeah. can you do tomorrow <laughs> which is so weird for those take months to right get, usually. i've heard the stories so yeah. it was just like maybe, <clears throat> maybe it was better that way you didn't have a lot of time to think about yeah it, i didn't right? get i didn't have time to sweat it i didn't have to like submit a set get notes and take it back like she basically was like she like emailed me and was like, "Do this joke." I like, I liked your tapes. Do this joke, this joke, this joke, this joke. Oh, okay. So you knew going in. Yeah, yeah. I like. She was like, "This one's this long. This one's this long. This one's this long. This one's this long." Shit, that makes it these easy. Are, these are the ones I think are the best for our crowd. That like, oh, that's nice. Clean a, clean them up and do like don't curse and <laughs> yeah. just do these. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the next day I like. They were like, we'll send a car for you tomorrow at three. <laughs> awesome. And that, so it was just like almost right away. I didn't have time to like build it up in my head. And I feel like that really, really worked out well, you know, because I didn't even have to. A lot of times people find out that they're going to do one, but it, they'll, they're doing it in two, three weeks. Yeah. So well, and got, then they'll tighten that five. Yeah. Tighten, you've tighten, got tighten, three yeah. weeks to like run it. Mm-hmm. You, you'll, you can run it too much to where it almost comes out rote and you're not yeah. really in it. And you can, you know, really get in your head over it. And so when for you me, it was back, like, what do you think? Oh, I, I, I thought I, I thought it was a great set. And I feel like a large part of that was because it was like, you're doing it tomorrow. Like it was like, they just gave me a show to do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have, you didn't have time to get out and get a new uh, outfit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you? I did have time <laughs> to go get a new outfit. I went to banana Republic and threw down hard. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what? You have anything for network television here? Network yeah. television section? Yeah, I was just like, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> can I? and I just bought like a sweater and a shirt and some like wingtips or something like that because normally I just dress like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> so I like just bought. I was like, this this dude that was at the it was at the Banana Republic at the Grove in L.A. And he was just like, the guy was so helpful. He was just like bringing. He was. It was like Pretty Woman. Like he was like bringing wow. me stuff. <laughs> nice in the in the uh, dressing rooms. He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go grab some shoes that I think could work. Wow. And he like came back and was game. Have like some champagne five, while I run and like get those for you. Five pairs of shoes. I feel like it maybe is like an LA thing that that happens so much, especially for comics, because we're just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, yeah, mm. just sit right here, and we'll like. Basically leading you around by the hand yeah. to, for like grown up clothes. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I know that feeling. I had to buy some. Uh, I you know I got I was, we were talking before here and I got just married. I got married on one yeah. Saturday, and I bought the most expensive shoes I've ever purchased in my life. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred and fifty dollars. That's like. Ninety dollars more than I've spent on yeah, a yeah, pair yeah. of shoes, and uh, but with, uh, the guy freaking t- was like swept me off my feet selling me these damn shoes. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have left there saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, I wear them, and this guy wears them. And mine are four years old. You could see, and he's showing me the tread. He's yeah. telling me how good I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could try all these other ones. Feel free, but these are really like. Yeah, you fucking got me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm definitely someone that like, like I like. It's weird, man, because I really. I really like nice clothes, but I hate dressing up. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, I definitely, if I ever have actual like real money, <laughs> like I know the kind of stuff I'll buy, and I just probably won't wear it. Could you have, <laughs> could you have uh, had a good living doing what you were just not doing comedy and sticking with the day job? You were oh recently? yeah yeah the I mean the day job between between comedy and my day job in Denver. I mean I was doing pretty well, like not. You know, like it wasn't like six figures or anything, but it was, I mean, it was good for like a single dude who was like 27. Mm-hmm. Like it was like pretty solid. Money can go a long way if you're single at that yeah, age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my diet's mostly mac and cheese, <laughs> like burgers and stuff. Go even farther. <laughs> uh huh. You know, just out of, you know, being immature. Um, so it wasn't, yeah, it was plenty of money I could have done, but that's not as fun. Yeah, right. And right. I, you know, it's not that I didn't like the job. Like, the job was pretty interesting. You get to, you know, try to figure out why someone got a million-dollar wire from something you can't find, like, any information on and stuff like that. That kind of stuff is fun. Like, that, sounds, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really interesting. I I dug it, and I was pretty good at it, but... You know, comedy's way more fun, man. Auditioning's more fun. Like, yeah, that like, it's it's a fun it's a fun cool thing you get to the chance to do. And ten years <laughs> from now, you'll be back here, and I'll bring I'll ask you about auditioning, and you'll be like, it's the worst freaking thing. And I hate <laughs> it because you know that's what happens. Everybody, yeah. you you do too many. And get yeah. turned down for the for some that you really wanted, then it's, it turns into the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely get turned down for stuff that you really want. I feel like. And it could totally be because I'm still pretty new at it. I feel like a lot of it is just like sort of the perspective you go at it with. What kind of stuff you were you trying? Have you been trying to get? So like, uh, I've had a bunch of commercial auditions, but also like stuff for like network TV shows, cable TV shows, a couple movies. Um, and yeah, you just you prep them, 
they take a lot of work. There's so much in a script that you don't really think of being in there until you know that it's there. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like so many things the writers expect you to do that you won't, especially for me, like as a standup for like sitcom scripts, I used to read them like thinking basically like, Oh, like, well, the, that's the punchline. And so like just reading it for what's on the page and it, you have to do all this other stuff to make that stuff funny. Oh, I gotcha. So you don't even stuff you won't you won't even know. <laughs> so it's all like that kind of practice. But I feel like it's such a cool opportunity to get to do any of that. Um, that I don't I don't know that I'll ever be like, oh, I hate it because it is still like that's good. <laughs> that's good. You know, that's very positive, Troy. Yeah, but I'm also pretty new. Maybe, you're <laughs> right. maybe you know. Hopefully, if I get to be back here, uh, that'll be that'll be the case. Speaking <laughs> of new, how long have you been headlining? Uh, I've been headlining for about four years. Okay, three or four years. Nice. Um, mostly at uh, my home club at Comedy Works in Denver, mm-hmm. which is you know, like Acme, one of the best clubs in yep. the country, and uh. Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing it a while, and you know, obviously road shows and one nighters, and yeah, you know, a few B rooms and things like that. Um, so a little bit, and yeah, I really like it. You know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great fun thing to be the guy at the end. <laughs> uh, New York, you ever gone out there? You know, I've been in New York, but I've never done comedy there. Okay, I've been, in, I went to New York on a financial, like on a trip when I was in high school as part of like this like you know financial club thing <laughs> oh, right the financial club in high school yeah well no it was like it sounds that sounds frou-frou <laughs> but it trust me it was a public high school okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was public as could be <laughs> don't don't get it wrong there was no it was definitely public <laughs> it was just they had this uh they had this like uh, they had these sort of like different little clubs and stuff. So it was like travel and tourism and like finance or whatever went together to New you York. You got a trip to New York, New York. It sounds good to me. Oh yeah, no, it was awesome. But I've, that's the only time I've ever been there. I haven't, every, everything, I, everything I would do would always like, once I started doing stand up would be LA. Yeah. So I would go out to do shows or like, you know, I'd need to go do a couple meetings and that was in LA and then. Like, it, it, L.A. just kept pulling me. Like, I've never done comedy in New York, but in the two years before I moved to L.A., from the first time I ever went to L.A. to when I moved, I'd been there 12 times in two years. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, it just kept pulling me out there. Yeah. Um, and I like it. So, you know, I feel like it worked out well. Not that I didn't love New York. I, I did, but. Where Where is your law degree right now? Uh, the piece of paper. And a closet in my mom's house somewhere (laughs) (laughs) it's not framed or anything no no i'm an idiot come on something to be proud of i yeah i am proud of it Uh but you know it's like you know it's a kind of thing where you get it and you're like cool piece of paper and then you go i'm gonna frame this and then you just put it down in a closet and then it collects dust. <laughs> things get put on top of that. Yeah. On top of that. That's just how that goes. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, what happens to it. Mom didn't want to put it up either, huh? Oh, no. She totally was like, oh, we got to get that frame. We got to get that frame. Yeah. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> what, uh, is that what did, uh, did your parents, what did they want you to do? 
Um, or my parents, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. My parents are always like, you know, she wanted, she was like, you know, finish school, but there was never any doubt that I was going to go through the whole thing because I actually really liked law school. And it wasn't like I had any better options. Um, <laughs> and so, she, yeah, she was like, my parents have always been very like, uh, my entire family actually has always been pretty like, you know, do it, yeah. do what you want to do that will uh support you so we don't have to <laughs> <laughs> legally yeah <laughs> just do we can't you know we can't let you you know fall off like the face of the earth but so do something that won't put us in that position yeah <laughs> that's fair enough yeah that's definitely fair enough how are the uh i'm always curious about the living conditions like um I mean, money goes a lot longer, a lot farther. I would guess in Denver than it does in Los Angeles. I think that's wrong. Really? Yeah. Just because Denver is growing at this rate, like Denver's expensive now, man. Okay. Like I don't feel, I don't feel a significant difference. Really? Yeah, expenditure wise between Denver and LA. How about the, like, the place you're living in? Oh, they're they're probably comparable. You could easily pay twelve hundred for a studio in Denver. Really? Easily, okay, yeah, very very easily. Yeah. So they're like they're they're pretty. They're, it's about the same. I don't really <laughs> like. I think gas is probably the where, where you feel it more than anything. Yeah, is it's usually a dollar dollar fifty more a gallon in in California than, than yeah. I just saw what. A- one of the comics I'm friends with on Facebook was just God, they, I just saw the picture this morning and they posted a they were like in the northwest or yeah northwest and gas was you know like 211 a gallon yeah 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 and yeah, they yeah. Were like oh yeah this isn't like this back home yeah 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 i think denver was like 250 or something when i was yeah. there last week and la is like 320 yikes i've never been to california sir really no i mean it's pretty great i like it i mean right now it's you know Los Angeles is kind of this like desert hellhole. <laughs> do you uh bit. do you miss your Denver sports teams? Are you a sports fan? Yeah. I'm a huge yeah, a huge Broncos fan. Are you? I don't yeah, I don't to the extent that I miss them it's only because you can't count on the Broncos games being on in California. Yeah. But uh I mean, you know, I was always watching them on TV anyway. It's not <laughs> Right. You know, but uh yeah, no, I'm pretty diehard. The Rockies are terrible. They've been terrible for a long time. Uh, I'm still a fan, but Denver's weird, man. Like, it's such a sports town, but the Rockies are such a weird... Their relationship with the city is so strange. Why is that? What do you mean? Because, like, they're so consistently bad, but they sell out still just because people like drinking. So, like, like Denver's such a drunken city mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like, that, like, people will just, like, go to the games because it's, like, kind of a cool place to go. And Coors Field is it's named slowly, after beer. It's named after beer, and it's it's slowly just being made into a gigantic bar that happens to have baseball. <laughs> like they've taken off the top levels of some of the seats, like the like top, you know, like the nosebleeds uh-huh. on one side of it. They took them off, and then they just put all these new bars and seating, mm-hmm. like like lounge seating where you can't even see the game. It's not like you can watch the game from the seating. They just put up TVs. And it's probably incredibly popular. It's insanely popular. Right. They call it the rooftop. It's like it's got the like fire pits and like <laughs> like all these like, this like lounge seating and then they just have like 
big screens that are airing the game that's being played live right, right over there. They could just turn their neck. Yeah. Mm, oh, there's that game that's on yeah, this TV they just, that I... Except you couldn't see it. So, like, they just built a sports bar up there. And then recently I saw that they put an actual... Do you guys have the is the, the tavern chain here? It's like a chain of, like, mm, sports bar, no. kind of, like, like higher-end sort of sports bar slash dance club places. So. Yeah, they put one of those literally on the top da- of dance, the... Ha- I don't think, I don't know, <laughs> I haven't been in there. I don't know if they have the club, like, the dance floor part. But I get I, that's what the taverns I are. I want to imagine. <laughs> I want to imagine that it's like a uh, dance, like a club, like in uh, Vegas, where people are waiting like two hours to get in. Yeah, I, I don't. I <laughs> the game's over and they're still waiting. Oh, uh, the damn bouncers not yeah. gonna let us in. It's just so weird to like, but it, that's just how it is. Like people just go to the game to go to the game, yeah. and so it'll be full. They added like live music during the day before the game. It's oh, like, yeah. it's just, no. it's just this huge drunken party. And then there just happens to be a baseball game going on. Someone wins. <laughs> no one, you could people yeah. leave. They don't know who won or it's lost. It's such a, it's such a weird relationship that, 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 that town has. Well, there's like a, uh, in Milwaukee at the, where the Brewers play. I don't know. I can never, I can never, uh, remember the difference between TGI Fridays and Applebee's yeah. to me they're the same place yeah they have one of those inside Miller Park yeah. I think it's a Friday's there's a Friday's inside Miller Park see I but I at least get that because that's like a restaurant kind of thing not that the tavern isn't but the tavern is mostly a bar like it's mostly a gigantic <laughs> like bar and then it's not like they have built all this other sports bar stuff around that too it's right just right the, the entire the entire stadium is a gigantic bar, and it just happens to have baseball sometimes, and that's just so that's so weird. Now you probably know uh, cross paths with Phil Palisol. Oh yeah, dude, Palisol's yeah. the best. Uh huh. He was on one of the very first ever episodes of No Laugh Track. Oh like, yeah, you know, three years ago, uh, and I haven't seen him since. I I really like Phil. Yeah, but. I whenever I bring think of the Broncos, which by the way are my second favorite t- NFL team behind the Vikings. Okay, that's uh, and have been since the days of the Three Amigos. Oh yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I'm getting all choked up here talking about the Broncos. <laughs> no, and uh, but Phil Palisol has a uh, number seven tattooed on his leg. Did you know that? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Elway. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're all dude. Elway's like greatest quarterback ever okay there's never been a better QB. all right that's all i wanted to hear you say never ever ever been a better qb oh i love i love to hear i love to he's, hear you say that he's by far the best yeah i was watching uh i was watching a replay of the drive the other day on youtube really yeah the Goosebumps? Old, like i love it yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i love like like elway when i was a kid elway was qb yeah like he was he was the qb from like i was born in 85 so he was already qb and he was QB all the way until I was in almost in high school. Oh yeah. So like when I think of you know the Broncos, I still think Elway, and I feel like everybody kind of does. Like he is, he's still like plastered on walls of barber shops. Like Denver's diehard Elway still. Like he has these like high end steak restaurants, <laughs> like these like steakhouses. Yeah. He had all these, you know, auto dealerships. Right. Like right. Denver is John Elway City for Love sure. Love it. Still. Love it. Yeah. And they and he's still an exec, so I see him uh they always show him during the games. He's a great exec. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I get teased because people are like, oh, you know, you know, Elway's just management. Uh, he's not going to play anymore. Like, but he's still involved. Yeah, he's he, yeah, but he's like he's the guy that's like putting that team together. Like, he's the reason yeah. Manning is there. He's mm-hmm. the reason, like, you know, Elway's like really involved. <laughs> How about Shannon Sharp? You like Shannon Sharp? Who doesn't like Shannon Sharp? <laughs> people that are you know? that hate the Broncos <laughs> hate Shannon Sharp. He's the, he's the best. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Just like I love I love Shannon's like whole demeanor. I feel like he's he's a very hard guy. I don't I don't know the I don't know I can remember meeting anyone that didn't like Shannon Sharp. But he's also one of those guys that like I mean you're dude, I'm like diehard. You're talking to somebody like that nine those ninety seven, ninety eight Super Bowl wins are like t- the two two of the best years of my life. Yeah. Like those are like I remember where I was. <laughs> I, I dude, I know I, I know what you're saying. I remember seventh grade arguments with my friends mm-hmm. who weren't from Denver about who was gonna win that Super Bowl, the Packers or the Broncos. Well, let me tell like, you, living here at that time as a, somebody who liked the Broncos, I had no shortage of people that wanted to bet me because there's tons of Packers fans in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And I was living in Duluth at the time in college, and there were tons of Packers, you know, Wisconsinites <laughs> up there. I had no trouble finding places, uh, people to bet me, and I yeah. won money. But wasn't it real sweet? Damn. Wasn't it so sweet? So sweet. <laughs> so sweet. It was the best. I may have been the only one in the house. I watched the, I watched the 98 uh, game, mm-hmm. you know, in like a, like at a house party. I yeah. think I was the only person cheering for the Broncos. Oh, 98 was when they were playing the Falcons, Oh, right? no, the year before. The 97, yeah, yeah, the, the Packers before. one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that thing the greatest dude especially because they lost all those super bowls when mm-hmm. i was like a kid and like everyone you know uh, yeah played well, the niners and lost by like 40 something points <laughs> yeah the uh, redskins and lost by like 40 something now like here the vikings have the same story where mm-hmm. they lost all this that was before my you know i'm not old yeah. enough to remember those games yeah but, like that's you know that's what vikings fans live with is oh remember when we were in super bowls never won one yeah yeah yeah, I mean, Elway had lost three, I think, before. I, I want to say he he'd lost three by like blowouts. None of them were close. Oh, no, I know it was um, dominated. Yeah, so because it was like he was so good, the teams were just average, but he was so good that they would they would win things that they probably you know, and they would get into these Super Bowls and then yeah, game over. How about, uh, <laughs> how about basketball or hockey? You like those teams? I'm not a big fan of basketball and hockey. No. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No nuggets for you? I mean, obviously, like they're my hometown team, so like, you know, I'll hop on the bandwagon when, you know, if they if they're in the playoffs sure. and stuff like that. But Did you ever and, wag your finger like Dikembe? Probably when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I when I was when I was a big basketball fan was when I was a kid. Yeah. So I remember, you know, I remember when Chris Jack Chris Jackson became uh Sharif. Abdul Rauf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Or Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Yeah, Raouf. Mahmoud Ma- Abdul Rauf. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I remember when he was Chris Jackson. That's right. <laughs> so when That's I was right. a kid, like I think of that. Um but somewhere along the line when I was young, probably right around when Jordan retired, like I just stopped being that into basketball mm-hmm. and I'm a and just being more of just a football guy. Yeah. Like I love footballs, but uh, basketballs I don't really pay attention to. Period. Much. I hear you. I hear you. it's least. It's uh, for me. It's my least favorite as well. Yeah. So. Hockey. You know the Avalanche are usually pretty good. Um. And you know there's some hometown pride in that too. Yeah. 
but yeah, hockey, I don't it's not really my thing. Not your thing? Yeah. I hear you. So Halloween's coming up this yeah. weekend. Yeah. 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 Uh are you gonna come up on stage in a costume? Definitely not. <laughs> No way. I was hoping you'd say definitely yeah, not. Definitely That's not. That's yeah. a good plan. <laughs> no more than the costume I wear every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, we had a chuckle. For... <laughs> it's the one I wear every single day. Do you? Uh, were <laughs> you a, a lot of darkness behind? You. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell, but it's there. <laughs> How about uh, as a kid? Did you like Halloween? Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved it. My mom used to make my costumes. Like what? I think I went as a crayon one year. I went as like... Uh, were you glad you're... As you're thinking of those, uh, also, were you glad that... Did you like that? Or did you want a store-bought costume? No, I mean, she was my she was great at it. So really? my costumes weren't bad. I mean, they were good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's but, a trash bag. You're a raisin. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was <laughs> like like legit, like felt sewed things yeah. that she'd spent a long nice. time on um nice. and so they were pretty good but no i didn't uh i don't know when the last time i actually dressed up for halloween was it it had to be maybe it had to be like elementary school it had to be really would, yeah no parties as an adult oh i would go to the parties i just wouldn't wear a costume no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would go to the parties to just like Sit there with my arms folded. Oh, magic. you're that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Uh huh. You show up with the T-shirt that just says costume. No, nah, just just straight up, just regular, regular clothes. Just like no. <laughs> Those people usually Look get around. a lot of crap, though. You can handle it, apparently. Yeah. You know what? I deal with drunken hecklers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> not uh-huh. worried. Not worried about some dude in a in a Viking mask. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody dressed up as a chick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hear you. I um, I want to. Uh, I, I have a list of, of stuff here. I want to. We still have some time here. Okay. If um, I'm gonna get your uh, this is a list of fears. This is gonna tie in with Halloween. Okay. So I want to see. I want your uh, see if you're afraid of any of these things. Okay. All right. This was based on a survey, and you know we all love surveys. Okay. Uh, this was the most popular. I'm going from the popular to the least. I mean, you can just uh, say something after all of them. Snakes. No. No? Nope. No. No fear. Ever had one of a pet as a pet? No, but I have no problem with them. I have friends that have had snakes. I think, I think they're really cool, actually. I always liked, like, you know, you go on, like, a field trip and they let you play with, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like a boa constrictor or yeah. something. I always, I always dug them. I think snakes are cool. Yeah, right. I dated a girl once that would be terrified if they just show them on television. Like, and it would cower and like, do they know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not that guy. At all. <sighs> I like, I like exotic pets, dude. Deep down, like, I like tarantulas and like snakes and like reptiles. I wanted an iguana when I was a kid. Like, deep down, like, I'm like black dude trailer park man. Like, <laughs> I'd like seriously. <laughs> Like, I dig, like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's my hermit crab. <laughs> hermit crabs. I think those are cool. <laughs> like, like, I always liked all that kind of stuff. I've got a marker colored on a shell. <laughs> How about heights? Uh, No, not afraid of heights. I don't, again, they're another thing I like, like, really high suspension bridges and stuff like that. I like that stuff. Did you, uh, in Colorado, you uh, winter sports? This is not on the list. I'm just going off my... 
Am I afraid of winter sports? No, do you do you participate in any <laughs> do I, snowboard ski? Do I fear snowboarding? <laughs> um, are you afraid of skis? Just yeah. sitting in are the you, same room as you. Are you afraid? <laughs> are you afraid of snowboarding? Yes. No. Um, I can. I think that it's like one of those things where like the people who seem like they're the most into that stuff are the people that aren't from Colorado. Because for us, it's like yeah, the mountains have been there my whole life. I've skied, I've skied a bunch, but they're always there. So I don't, I don't like seek it out the same way. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I can ski. I have snowboarded. The first time I ever snowboarded, I broke my foot. Ouch. Um, but I kind of look at it as like it's really fun to go down the mountain, but it's such a hassle. So you have to rent all that stuff and then like carry it from like to the lift and then go up the thing and then the, it's like so much like uh yeah <laughs> that I don't really do it much but and I feel like most a lot of the people from Colorado like that are like natives are kind of like yeah I mean I go sometimes but I don't want it's the people who are like like moved from like mm-hmm. Florida that are like got to hit the slopes man yeah, you yeah. get your you get your week your pass and you're like no <laughs> <laughs> huh? you know those are, it's kind of like I think California is the same way we're like the people that surf and stuff some of them are from are from there but like most of the people that live there are like I haven't been to the beach in a year and a half it's yeah. 40 minutes away in traffic yeah I got you. <laughs> yeah I've uh hunting is very popular in Minnesota deer mm-hmm. hunting yeah I have never done that. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. You think uh, I? You think I? We've gone on like a fishing trip in Canada. No. Never <laughs> been to Canada. We're that close. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I know what you're saying. I definitely know what you're saying. Uh, how about? Let's see. We got a few more here. <laughs> Did I say this one already? Needles. No, I'm not afraid of needles. Right on. Not at all. <laughs> I, I, this will be an interesting one. Uh, according to this survey that I have here, 18% of the people answered that they're afraid that white people, uh, no longer being the majority. Yeah, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. What? <laughs> no reason to be afraid of that. <laughs> Where do they do that survey? Good God, Minnesota. <laughs> no, what? Where'd they do that? California, man. Seriously? Yes. That's where they did the survey. Something called Chapman University. <laughs> is that a real place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's in the it's in Orange County. Well, I think uh, I think it's in Orange County. Okay, Chapman um, University. Well, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> we're afraid of white people now. Eighteen percent of the people surveyed at Chapman University well, are afraid that white people are not going to be the majority. Here's what I can say. What can you say? I can say this. <laughs> I can say that in Colorado and Minnesota, they don't have to be worried. About <laughs> 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 they're, they're definitely. Do There's a neighborhood I could that. take you after the show here. <laughs> I have to be worried about that at all. <laughs> that's funny. So that's not that's not a concern. And the needles thing, not scared of needles unless they're used. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> that's a very good answer. Uh, now I could stereotype, and I'm going to right now. Great. And say that, you know a, a stereotype of black people is that black people are afraid of ghosts. How about you? Am I? That's a weird okay, that's a weird one because it presumes that ghosts are real. Mm-hmm. But which I'm not sure of. Okay. Although it could be a thing. Okay. That said, my favorite horror movies are horror movies about ghosts. So ah. those are the ones like slashers I don't think are scary. Uh-huh. Which yeah. I guess is like 
a weird representation of like my desensitization where it was like some dude just murdering teenage white chicks and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Saw? Like, Seen it. No, yeah, yeah. no, whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, ooh, and I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. like exorcisms and like ghosts and stuff like that are the things that I dig horror movie wise. But, and I guess, yeah, I would probably be, that's one I'd probably say, yeah. Okay. I remember going by a little, uh, there's a little cemetery that me and a friend stumbled on in the mountains, like well, a, like a old, old cemetery from like, you know, one of those like little tiny old mountain towns mm-hmm. in Colorado. And we were trying to find this, like, we were driving down the highway and there was like some huge like music thing we didn't know what it was we were just lit up in the mountains and we were trying to find that and we ended up on this little service road that cruised by and we we're like what's this weird building out here by itself and then you, you look to the right of it it was just like the creepiest little gravestones and we were that us. are like broken and they were just read them they were just you were just like oh this is like the tiniest little cemetery from the 1800s yeah. it was terrifying so that so that one i'll give you maybe a little yeah i'll <laughs> give you right. that one Go uh, scare me. Two more here. Clowns. Clowns can be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Clowns are scary. And then last one. For only 4%. More people are afraid of white people no longer being the majority than are afraid of this one. And it's uh, people making fun of how you dress. Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid of that one. Yeah? <laughs> That's like, oh. But when you're, but when, you know, when you're a stand-up, your friends just like, you know, they take shots all the time, so sure. you get kind of desensitized to it a little bit. Yeah. But I definitely will do, like, the thing where you, like, look in the mirror and go, like, uh, yeah, you know, let's not do this. <laughs> there was a guy I worked with uh, in radio, and a friend that, I, that we goofed on each other constantly, had that relationship. He showed up one morning, I don't know, six years ago, wearing green Crocs. And I and I just was relentless. You just that whole stand morning. up, just cold slap him across the face. He never wore them again, <laughs> and I actually felt bad. Like, man, I made was I a little no. too harsh? You no, know? no, you did him a favor. Okay, I think, yeah, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. I'm kind of surprised by those. Like, I would like public speaking wasn't on there. Public speaking was on there, but I know you can't. Uh, you can't be afraid. Well, of public I'm not speaking. afraid. See, that. but it was on there. That one's not rejection. No, rejection's not on there. It is not. That's the most scary. That's the ter- most terrifying thing. Rejection's the worst. That that'd be your number one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably that. Mm-hmm. No, according to this <laughs> list, it was snakes. That's weird. I don't Rejection. really get that. Snakes can't hurt you. I, snakes I, can't hurt you inside. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sad. <laughs> Did uh, uh, all right. A little bit more time. I'm gonna take a little bit more of your time here. You, we talked about um. Uh, trying to get some jobs like uh, commercials, and I think I watched a commercial you're in. You see that PetSmart? PetSmart. Thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with I Jane Lynch. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great one. Tell me about that. Um, uh, I it was like my sixth commercial audition, and that aired nationally. Yeah, yeah. it was national. Nice. Um, and I just they had you they had you improvise with the the reader, and you just like goof around about like it was like he was supposed to be playing like some like uh, like a pet smart like guy who like builds like exotic animal cages and you were like a new trainee and you were just supposed to sort of improvise with him for the initial audition and then they gave me the callback and the callback was just you and Christopher Guest in a room like just talking and he he just wasn't 
you didn't have to perform or anything. He just wanted to get a sense of you. Wait a minute, how Christopher Guest? Christopher Guest directed all those PetSmart commercials, all those that entire Partners in Pethood thing. Those are Christopher Guest commercials. Did he is did he appear in one of them or two? I don't think so. He never appeared in them. I don't think he appeared in them, but those are his those like the one like uh Jennifer Coolidge did one yeah. that's really funny. Anna Ferris did one. It's fun. They did, I mean they had like 10 of them that are all hilarious and those are all Christopher Guest commercials. So you got to callback. work with Christopher Guest. Yeah, the callback was literally just you and him in a room and he's like, "Hey, I'm Chris." And then you just like he just, you know, talks to you about, you know, how do you do stand up? How do you like LA? Like just like regular conversation stuff because i guess he just wants to get a sense of you and then yeah a few days later they told me that i got it and then you go and you shoot and it's you and <laughs> did you know it was going to be jane lynch like uh yeah from the beginning yeah well i met her at the fitting um and they told me before the fitting that it was going to be she and i so yeah i knew it was her and then yeah you just there you are shooting that's what i mean like that's the that's the thing that's so wild about la is a lot most of the time 90 percent of the time it's just like you in a studio apartment and you like getting tacos with your friends and you going what am i doing (laughs) and then but the 10 percent of the time like stuff can just happen there it's such a magical kind of place if you have if you have the right kind of attitude about it i feel like okay um because like there you are like like literally a year before that i am not even a year before like six months before that i'm just a dude who does stand up living in denver and like trying to figure out why someone was using this much cash (laughs) right driving in rush hour every yeah yeah just like you know doing sets and like hanging around and being like why is this guy doing this at my job yeah. <laughs> like looking at spreadsheets and going that's a lot of cash i feel like that's weird <laughs> <laughs> and then six months later you're on a set in a pet smart at night opposite jane lynch with christopher guest directing like it's insane yeah the kind of stuff the way that town that's that's what's so intoxicating about mm-hmm. it that's what pulls you into it and that's why everybody wants to be there yeah and it's something i feel like you know for the longest time i would i would like be like i'm just staying i'm gonna stay in denver until like i have a reason to go and like i feel like there's lots of people that do that and then you get there and i would go out and i would do shows and i'd be like yeah i mean i did shows i'm not you know i did some meetings i'm not missing that much but then you get there and you're like oh it's really this is really where yeah. it happens yeah. and this is really how it happens and like don't get me wrong i mean i realize i'm like insanely lucky to have gotten that but that's that's the hook of los angeles is like yeah you're probably not going to get any of those auditions but you could mm-hmm. you absolutely could people happen it happens every day i mean there's you know you watch direct tv you look at the guide there's 250 channels or whatever and they all have programming Mm -hmm. and every single one of those shows had to be cast and they all have there's all those roles and people get cast anything you audition for those you know there's 20 parts and every single one of those parts is going to be cast by somebody somebody's going to be in that is going to get that role and yeah it probably won't be you statistically (laughs) but it could be and that's the whole that's the whole hook of it, you know, is like it 
absolutely could be you. You never know. So you audition. <laughs> How did you uh, um, did you secure yourself a spot in the next Christopher Guest movie? No, I I don't I don't know. I hope that I just I hope I did well. I feel like the commercial came out well and it was funny, and you know I don't know. We'll see. He knows who I am now, and that's pretty cool in and of itself. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy with with that whole experience and it was it was great and surreal and i mostly am just hoping i did well <laughs> hoping that they're like that kid was good that's two, pretty much it. two more questions about that did you get to keep the blue t-shirt polo shirt no i didn't no i didn't keep the the shirt no be a great souvenir it would be a cool souvenir and can you get me a discount at PetSmart? Because I need to buy Definitely some. not. They didn't give me... I didn't get discounts for anything. <laughs> I have pet rats, and they're out of food. I'm actually... I swear to God, I'm going to PetSmart on the way home really? from here. <laughs> to buy rat food? Yeah. Is there actual, like... I thought rats... I guess there would be rat food. Mm-hmm. Just like, a, you know, a, like other little like little, little pellets or something. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fortified. Keep those Fortified. little girls healthy. How much could rat food cost, like... Well, at a store, it's like fourteen dollars. At a why'd you say at a store like because that? Because sometimes like I buy it off market an- rat food. <laughs> because sometimes I buy it online, oh. and it's like half the price. So mm. yeah, but in the meantime, they, you're right though. It, you can feed them anything. Like I, <laughs> I had some frozen, you know, like green beans last night. I just like thought them all. Yeah, I mean the rats. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. You can pretty <laughs> like, much feed them anything that's not sticky. They will survive. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm confident they're going to be okay. Yeah, at least they're not going to starve. That's yeah. for sure. Do you? Uh, we can start wrapping things up here. Do you sell anything at your shows right now, Troy? I don't right now. No. I don't right now. I'm going to look at trying to do an album soon. Okay. And, you know, that would be a good thing to have to yeah. start trying to, you know, shop around. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of right now, I'm just selling myself. Do you do you go uh, do pictures and stuff after the shows, or do you hide from the audience? Oh, I don't hide no. at all, no. Like, if people if people want to come up and do a picture, like, I I... I Somebody told me when I started doing comedy, I don't remember who it was, but they told me um, that the one you never refuse a picture, ever, you never do that. Yeah. Um, if if somebody wants to take a picture with you after a show, you absolutely a hundred percent do it, and that's definitely the way I feel. About yeah. It. Good. 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 Uh, well, what do you think, Troy? Is there something we missed that we should get out that you want people to know about? Uh, I mean. Website? Just that, like, do you have a website right now? No, I mean, I basically use my Facebook and like um, Twitter, and then my agency has like a page with my headshot and bio and stuff like that. I basically use that stuff for that. Okay. Um, Twitter, your what's your name on Twitter? It's uh, Troy Walker Esq. Esquire. All one word. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I work for Esquire magazine. I don't work for Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Instagram. I use Instagram, which is the same. Oh, So okay. I use like social media stuff and then that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I guess I would just say to people, come on out to the shows, mm-hmm. please. Um, that would be great. This is an amazing club, as I'm sure your listeners know. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, really happy to get the chance to to come to Minneapolis and work Acme. Yeah, awesome. I love when new uh when new people come here. So this is this has been great, Troy. I wish you uh continued success, man, and Thank you. uh for real. Appreciate I, it. It's, you too. I've I've loved I've loved hearing your stories about all this quick uh how quickly things have been happening <laughs> great, in the great. last year. So Yeah, yeah. 
I hope to hear more like a year from now when yeah. you're uh, headlining here again. Yeah, I, I hope they'll have me back. And uh, yeah, definitely try to make it to a competitive erotic fanfic at some point. Yes, uh, you know what? Uh, we I will post. Uh, I will. I'll put a link up next to the uh, this show mm-hmm. so people can find your your episode of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've done three of them. Okay, four, cool. four of them. Thanks, Troy. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Appreciate it. Thanks.